Good afternoon, I'm Darren Kelly and welcome to the Curtain Razor. In this Bank Holiday Camogie edition, we chat to Kilkenny manager Brian Dowling and look ahead to their championship campaign as well as previewing the Kilkenny Senior Championship. Three-time All-Ireland winner Trace O'Callaghan also joins us to talk this season, Cork and our club Glen Rovers' upcoming battle with defending champion Sarsfields. We'll have all the midweek results and the weekend fixtures from Kildare, Waterford, Wexford and Galway. So let's start with the results during the week. The Carlow Senior Camogie Championship, Mount Leinster Rangers 1-11, St. Mullins 5 points, Michael 2-11, Nave Breed 11 points. In the Galway Senior Camogie Championship, Aircourt 116, Quawell 18 points, Ornmore Mary 216, St. Thomas's 3-6 and Sarsfields 114, Ardran 112. And in the Wicklow Senior Camogie Championship, Donard Glen 4-6, Ray Emmett's 5 points, Lochanana 115, Keneally, 7 points. Delighted to be joined now by the Kilkenny Senior Camogie Manager, Brian Dowling, and in a few minutes' time, we're going to preview the Kilkenny Senior Camogie Championship. But first, Brian, as our first chat here on Sports Daz, how are you keeping? Well, not too bad now at all. So, uh, the weather wouldn't improve a bit, I suppose. It's a good job at the moment we're not holding this uh, yeah. at the current day, but it's great too that we're looking forward to getting back out to games. Ah yeah, look, it's great. We were all locked up there for long enough. We were mad to get some sort of activity. It didn't look too good at one stage, but um, look, the club games are starting now, so it's 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 great. And hopefully, the, the inter county will follow if everything goes goes according to plan. Your initial thoughts on the inter county draw: Limerick, Waterford, and Westmead. A group you'll fancy your chances of doing the job, but with Limerick and Waterford's improvement in the last couple of years, they're bound to give you some tests. Ah yeah, look, it's always going to be tough no matter who's in the groups. Um, you know. The Australian Championship is going to be a different time of the year than we've ever played before. So, you know, conditions are not going to be great. And, you know, look, we, we, you know, we, we obviously want to, to do well. We, our aim will be to top the group, like I'm sure every other team will want to top the group to get straight to a semi final. But we know it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, the fixtures came out yesterday. We started with Waterford away. So, you know, that's going to be a very, very difficult game down there. You know, it's never going to be too easy against Waterford, especially down, down there, you know, against your rivals. So, you know, that would be a huge. Uh, start to the group and you know whoever wins that would be in a great position and you know if you can win that you get momentum it's like every team you know you're going to be playing there every week so let's get a bit of momentum get going and you know we know it's going to be, every match is going to be crucial so we'll just take one game at a time and hopefully we've got times As you said there as well it's a different time of the year so the weather is going to be a great equaliser as well so while some people will look on paper and say oh Kilkenny are shooting for a semi-final it's completely different to that yeah, like we're not going to know what it's like, you know. I suppose some players <coughs> would prefer when the ball is bouncing into their hand in the, in midsummer, but that's going to be totally different this summer. So, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more physicality. You're going to be maybe looking at different types of players. Um, you know, the pitch, the conditions are going to be under front conditions. are going to be very soft. You know, there's going to be a lot of wind, a lot of rain. It's probably going to be like what it was in the league, to be honest with you. you know, every match we played, when we played two winning this year, three sorry matches this year, and every one of them uh, barely went ahead because conditions were so bad. So I'm sure we're probably going to face similar conditions now in the championship. So look, it's going to be different, but just hopefully once it goes ahead, we'll be happy. Of course, it was a completely different world back then as well. We were talking about storms. We were talking about Brexit. We'd heard this thing coming from China. We, we you know, what like anything, it was something on the news. Next thing, all of a sudden, it was on top of us. As you mentioned there, you had three. Now, you were missing a good few players for the league as well. But with, that, with the league form, the league results, would they have any impact to what's coming up later in the year? I don't think so. I think it's been so long ago now. I think it's kind of like it's going to be a completely different championship, you know. Um, look, we probably didn't get the results we wanted during the league, but we did, as you said there, like we were missing a lot of players. We had a good few injuries. 
Um, a few players we gave a, an extended break. They just had literally just come back training just before we uh, training was cancelled. So you know, but we'll have everyone back now for the championship. That's the main thing. You know, they, the league, I suppose our main thing for the league was to give players games, give them a bit of time. You know, not just one game or forty minutes here or there, just to give them a couple of games, build up their confidence and see could we get a few players that could to jump into our championship team. You know, and you know, then we usually have a 10, 11 week break, 11 week stint after that to train hard with the girls and, you know, really see who's up to it. But unfortunately, that was taken away this year. So, you know, it's going to be difficult to try and pick your team, I suppose, and, and try to set up a team in a certain way when you don't have them. The is every team is the same. So, just have to get on with it. Yeah, because it's like starting all over again. You're just coming in, set up a new management team. I know you'd know a lot of the players being from Kilkenny, but uh, as w- regards working together, and now come September the 14th, you pretty much have to go and start again. Yeah, that's it. Like we brought in uh, 14 new players this year to our panel, so we really wanted to freshen it up and try and find a new play- few new players. You know, we went to loads of games last year just to see we get a few, and we had trials last year. Few new girls in, and you know their attitude has been has been brilliant from from the league and stuff like that. And it's just a pity for them that we didn't get more hurling into them and game time into them, you know. But uh, look, it is what it is. And I said, Park, Galway, Waterford, Limerick, Tip, Dublin, everyone, obviously everyone's in the same boat. So we just have to get on with it. And of course, now the upcoming club championship, which starts on Sunday morning, is going to be key too for scouting players as well. And that's where we're mainly here to talk about Brian and three groups in Kilkenny in the senior championship. There's one a group of four, two groups of three. But I suppose we should go straight into the defending champions, Dixborough. They start off uh, on Sunday morning against St. Lockton's Listowney, while Tullerone are also in that group. Yeah, Dixborough playing St. Lockton's Listowney um, Sunday. Um, you know, I suppose Dixborough. We'll probably be the favourites again to win a championship along with maybe maybe Thomastown, Pilltown. But um, you know, Dixborough had a great win last year. It was the first time to ever win a senior Camogie title. Um, there's five senior Camogie, five senior Camogie panelists at the moment. Um, Sinigan is the is our captain. Um, Kira Shea, Kira Feelan, and Avo Garments. So they're all on our panel at the moment, so they're you know they're backbone and the Dixborough team, and they also have a few other. Good players there, you know, Jenny Clifford, who would have played uh, Camogie with Kenny in the past as well. Um, but no, Freshford is down, he won't be too bad. They have a very strong spine. Um, Laura Hegarty is playing fullback. She's in our panel, Claire Phelan, uh, the centre back, all star in the centre back last year. Um, and Dalton, who was obviously well known around the country, will be midfielder, centre forward. And then Lydia Fitzpatrick is also on our panel. And you know, they have a few very good hurlers as well, apart from that. So, no one has gone very well they've played a few good challenge games so you know that, that should be a good test for Dixborough but you would expect Dixborough to get over the line but you can think Yeah it sounds like a perfect game as you mentioned some of the names you've mentioned there as well the, a perfect game to open up a championship as well the defending champions up against very credible opposition that do um, possess experienced names Yeah yeah, it should be a good crack a uh, good game now you know and I said it's probably a good game for both teams to get going and see where they're at and so then Tullerone are waiting then to, to play either team then the following week. Now that's one group of three, I think that's group B. Group C, of course, we mentioned Thomas down there. Ambitions of maintaining their dominance in Kilkenny ended last season. Uh, they'll be looking to get back their title. They start off this Sunday morning against St. Martins, while St. Bridget's are another team to watch in that group. Yeah, um, Thomas Town, I suppose, last year were beaten by Dixborough in the quarterfinal. Uh, I was at that game, it was a very good game and you know, could went either way, but I just think Thomastown looked kind of tired maybe last year. Um, they've been on the road a long time, had a lot of success, you know, they won three in a row there and the championship as well. And then there's a good few players who were involved in, in getting a long way with the Kenny as well. So I just think they 
you know, just the hunger maybe just wasn't there. And I think with the break now this year, I think they're rejuvenated and they're, you know, they're ready to go. They have a new management. Um, Jerry Welsh is in, uh, he's a Thomas and Hurling chairman. He was involved with Offaly last year. He's the, he's, he's the manager, Adrian O'Sullivan, um, is in his coach. So, you know, they're going all out to, to, to try and get the, the title back this year. And I think they'll be very hard stopped. Um, well, Megan Farrell is, is supposed to be flying in Challenge Games. Anna Farrell had a serious operation on her shoulder there. She's coming back now, so you know they'll, they'll they'll be very hard to beat. They're experienced, and you know I said they're I think they're ready and, and ready to go now. With uh, you know the hunger is back, so um, they're playing St Martin's then, uh, who last year were in the relegation final. Um, you know they had three of our senior panel: Edwina Keane, who was playing back in the other last year and got an All Star, and then Adele Coonan and Katie Nolan got Kenny and Tamida Player of the Year last year. So you know they have a few good players. Probably should be doing better than they are. Um, you know, Muckley, they have a good team, and you know they probably would be disappointed getting to an intermediate final last year. So I'm sure they'll be out to prove a point on Sunday. I think it's a very good point in regards to Thomastown as well. You said they looked a bit tired last year going out in the quarter final, and we've even seen it with Sarsfields and Galway this year. A year out there, they were rejuvenated. They came back. They went all the way because while Thomastown uh, had to fight for Leinster titles with the likes of St Martins and other teams as well, uh, they weren't far away to the slot kneels or whatever when they got into the All Ireland series. No, they weren't far away at all, and you know, but it does. I suppose it, it, it takes a lot out of you when you get that far. And you don't get over the line, you know, and then to go back the following year and try to do it again, you know, it probably takes a lot of energy out of you. So, you know, I really think um, they're this year now, and, you know, I, I think they'll be the team to beat any this year. That's the Group C. Now we're going to go back to Group A, the four-team group, and as you mentioned already, Pilltown, two county final defeats in a row. I think all the neutrals will be wishing they can get over the line this year. Yeah, like last year's finalists was their... You know, it was, a, it was a funny game. It wasn't probably a great game. It was very um, offensive game last year. It was very low scoring. I think it was only one six, seven points, something like that. Uh, Pittsburgh got a late goal and, and went over the line, got over the line, you know. Um, but Piltan would have been disappointed to lose last year. You know, they're under a bit of pressure uh, this year as well. Kelly and Dyle, who been wing back in our team, got her last year, did a cruciate against Cork in the last league game. So she's gone for the year. And um Eighty Power won't be involved in the early stages, but we'll be hoping she'll be back uh, for for knockout championship. So it will be, you know, under a bit of pressure this uh, Sunday. Two of them, you know, they're key players for them. But they have Ethan Norris, who's our Kilkenny uh, senior Camogie goalkeeper on our panel, and um, Laura Norris and Eva Dyle will probably be their main player. She'll probably centre forward. You know, she'll be the go-to player to try get the scores. But you know, I think Gorn are really young Irons and Gorn will really fancy their chances. They're a very young team, up and coming. Um, you know, Steph have one player in our panel, Steph Fitzgerald. You know, she's she's a very good player. She was uh, excellent for DCU in the Ashburn this year. You know, she's she'd be their main scoring threat. Uh, her si- younger sister Tiffany in the half back line. Grace O'Donnell was on our panel last year. You know, it was very good to get that score. Um, so you know, I think they'll really fancy their chances of. You know, people might call it a shock if they beat Piltdown, but I think without two girls, um, I mentioned, I think you know this is a great chance for young Ireland to get uh, two points on the board. And of course, on the first day out, when you mentioned Pill Thomas and a couple of key players as well, it's always a great opportunity because we don't know where the form guide is really. The other two teams in that group also meet on Sunday morning, Wind Gap and Clara. Yeah, Wind Gap are playing Clara. Um, Clara they won the Intermediate Championship last year. You know, did a great win over Connie in the final. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll give a good rattle this year. And I think, I suppose, with Kenny have done it. They've decided not to have any relegation. So I think it's great for teams that there's no threat of relegation this year. You know, in the squad and play, there's no fear of 
you know, especially a new team come up, sometimes the fear is just your aim is to stay up and, and be happy with that. But I think that's off, you know, you don't have to worry about that. They can go out and just, just cut loose, you know. And again, I heard big numbers in training and they've been going, you know, they have a very good team. Mary O'Connell, Ashley Nolan be probably their two key players. Um, Ashley Curtis is the intermediate captain. She's midfield, you know, they have another few Nolans there. They have a few young girls coming through as well. So, you know, they're, they're a very good team. Wine Gap, a bit more experienced, um, you know, they'll be looking to. Nice Gall and Catherine Foley, Michaela Keneally, they're all on our senior panel. So, you know, it could be it should be a good game and it's probably a hard one to call. I suppose maybe Wine Gap will probably should get over the line with the experience, but you know, it wouldn't be a shock if Clara um, were to beat him either. And that's the thing as well, Brian, because as you said there too, it's when teams go out and express themselves, there's no fear in the background, which often happens when newly promoted teams or teams that have struggled in the last couple of years, they can go out play with nothing to lose and who knows, could actually surprise themselves what they could achieve. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, you know, there's no threat there, like, you know, and I think the way the structure is set up, everyone's guaranteed a few games, and even if you come bottom of the group, you still have a chance of winning the championship, you know, so it's not as if you come bottom, you're out of the championship, you still get into a first round, so, you know, you have the few games, even if you're struggling at the start, you have a few games to build up a bit of momentum, like, and, uh, and get going, so, you know, it is just a good chance there for everybody, and, you know, just from talking to a few of the girls in the last couple of weeks, they've been they've all been playing loads of challenge games, and you know they're delighted to just be mad to be back playing, and you know they're really looking forward now to, to getting going on the weekend. I've no doubt that they are, and they'll be looking forward to getting back with yourself too in oh, September. <laughs> <laughs> two two quick questions before I let you go, Brian. Um, you've answered it already, I think, but I'm going to ask you officially: if I put the gun to your head, who's going to win the Kilkenny Senior Camogie Championship? Um, you know, I think probably Dixford. Going on last year's form, we're probably ahead of the rest. Um, but, you know, I mentioned a couple of injuries with Pilltown. I think, you know, maybe, you know, if Pilltown didn't have the injuries, I'd probably be tipping them to win it. But I think Thomastown, just because of, you know, they have that experience, they have that hurt from maybe being bet last year. So I think they have the hunger to come back. With a very good management team, you know. Dixborough will get a lot of confidence from, from winning last year as well. You know, they're, they're a very young team and, they, you know, they probably surprised a lot of people with winning last year. I'm probably sitting on the fence here a bit now, but I'll, I'll go into my head, I'll probably go with Thomas Sound to win it. That was what I said, they are the three main contenders. Final question before I let you go. We don't have time to go through intermediate or junior, but is there any one or two clubs off the top of your head that we should be keeping an eye out for in those respective competitions? Uh, yeah, there's all, I suppose, my own, I've given mention, my own club of Lock and Gales. Um, they were... <coughs> Do a huge up for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, you know they're managed by uh, Lockins senior hurling goalkeeper Stephen Stephen Murphy. Uh, you know they're 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 a very good team as well. They got beaten last year by Connie by a point in the quarter final, and Connie lost county final intermediate by a point. So it is very tight in Kilkenny. You know, there's not much between the between the team. You know, Saint Saint Clair's won their junior last year. They're very young. They have a lot of very good talent coming through as well. They'll they'll be looking forward to the intermediate this year now as well. Um, James Stevens then lost the junior final last year to Saint Clair's. You know, they have three. <clears throat> They're three players in our senior panel this year, Neve Dealey, Michelle Team, and so for the wire. So, you know, they'll be mad to, to try and get out of the get out of the junior grade and up into the intermediate grade this year as well. Well, Brian, we're certainly looking forward to seeing all the action starting from this Sunday morning with the senior championship. Thanks a million for joining us and the no very, problem, very best of luck later in the year in the All Ireland Senior Championship. Okay, thank you. Delighted to be joined now by All Ireland winner Wick Cork and an All Ireland winning club captain as well, Trace O'Callaghan. As we look ahead to the Cork Senior Camogie Championship, first, good afternoon, Trace. Good afternoon, Darren. 
It's after such a long wait. It's great that we're back in a position that we're looking forward to championship action, even though we still have to be on our guard that things don't get shut down on us again. Yeah, I mean, there's great excitement around the country now, I suppose, with the games up and running. We had the GA championships kicking in uh, the weekend before last, and um, the Cork Camogie Club Championship, the Senior Championship is starting this weekend. There were other grades last weekend, but as you said, yeah, great anticipation, and look, while health and safety is, is number one and paramount, you know, we, we'll tread gently and we hope that this will continue on. We certainly do hope so. And before we go in and talk about the, the the competition taking place, of course, there was that blow in Cork that Carberry won't be able to compete this year. They're making the mm-hmm. decision to, to pull out. Yes, I mean, um, uh, you, you probably saw it in the media, Darren. There were three clubs uh, paused their training and their games in West Cork um, because they had um, fears of the COVID-19 virus down there. Now, Calgary is one of the divisions who is taking part in the in the, in the Cork Camogie Championship this year. But after the draws were made, they decided they would pull out on the back of those um, cases. And the reason being, and it's quite understandable, is that with a divisional team, you're pulling from a lot of different clubs. So when those clubs come together for training and indeed for challenge matches, the risk is higher. And also, I suppose, with the tight window for the club championships, these clubs would be playing junior and intermediate. And, you know, they'd be playing side by side with the with the senior championship. So what we have at the moment here now in Cork, we did have 17 clubs into the hat uh, for the draw for the championship. Uh, Carberry withdrew after the draws were made. So we're left now with 16 teams, which includes uh, 14 clubs, and two divisions, um, so that's that's what we are dealing with now at the moment. And it sets it up for a sixteen-team double elimination competition, as you mentioned. The two divisional sides, Ivan Killy and Sean Doon, uh, will go up against each other to see who goes into the yes. winners and the losers round. Yes, and I suppose look, um, it's great that there is a losers round because. Um, you know, it, it would be awful for clubs just to bow out in the first round. And um, so it's nice that there is an opportunity, you know, if you do if you do not win your first match. I mean, a lot of teams would miss out narrowly, maybe by a point or two, um, which would suggest that they're well able to compete at this level. So it's nice for those teams, you know, to get a second bite of the cherry. And I suppose, look, it's the same. It's the same everywhere. It's the same in Galway, Darren. These championships are being run off, you know, week after week. Uh, there's very little time, really, if you pick up injuries. And I think that's going to be key to the outcome of championships you know, throughout the country, be it hurling football, ladies football, camogie, is how you can keep your, your team together, your panel together and stay injury free with so many games coming down the track. And they are coming down ticking fast and especially the way players won't have been conditioned for this after having four months off. And as you mentioned in Cork, it's a two-month window to get all these games played as well. And I hopefully there won't be um, any reasons to postpone matches too. That game between the two divisional sides doesn't go ahead till the 11th of August. So we have seven games on this weekend. And Trace, I'm going to go straight into Sunday first. And I think you'll know why. At 6.30, the defending champion Sarsfields. What a victory against the they had last year. Up against your own club, Glen Rovers. 
Yes, and uh, yes, and you know, after 30 years, Sarsby's won the county last year. And I think just to tip your hat to them, because they went into the county final last year, um, they weren't the favourites, you know. So to pull off a victory in those circumstances was was exceptional. And yes, the draw, um, you know, that was the one that jumped out, I think, was Lynn Rovers and Sarsby's, because Lynn Rovers, you know, have been out of the limelight as well for, for a long, long time, a couple of decades now as well. And um, they've been coming back, they've been there and thereabouts in the last couple of years. Um, they'd be hoping to make further headway this year. So that's a very tasty game on Sunday, as you said, between Lynn Rovers and, and Sarsfield. And look again, you know, you, you, you've been trying to say it's one that the crowd will come out to, but that's not that's not possible anymore either. So look, uh, social media, I suppose, is very important um, in these circumstances and situations. And, um, you know, it's been used and it's been used to great effect and it keeps people in touch with what's happening. And it is a real blow too, but it's understandable in the current circumstances that a game like that, and there's many more we can go through from the opening round, uh, would get the crowds in there, and it's just a pity that a lot of people won't get to see it live. It is, but Darren, you know, I, I, I'm with the government on this one. I think, you know, um, we've got to ease into opening up the restrictions. I've been, I've been at a lot, I've sat a lot of matches, GA matches last weekend, and, you know, um, even with the 200, which includes the teams and the mentors and county boards and stewards and all that, you know, there's still quite a bit of traffic going around on the ground. So from a health and a safety side of it, I think at the moment 200 is fine and look, if, if after a while they find that they can manage that successfully, you can open it up then. But the big fear, as you and I know with all of this, is as all the phases are being reopened, that we could get a second spike of this. And look, we all know what it's like for four months. We were we were just living on our nerves really, not knowing what was going to happen. We're back playing, and as I said, social media is a great platform for letting people know what's happening. And I think look, the supporters understand this, and they're genuinely happy that you know many of their siblings, their families, their friends are all playing games. And look, they can look forward to later on in the year when we get to the business end that there may be more people allowed to go in and watch these matches. We certainly hope so. That happens down the line, but not before um, the country is ready. And we completely agree with you there, Trace. Two other games taking place on Sunday. St. Finbar's um, take on Douglas. That's at 3.30. But one to keep an eye on 5 o'clock. Ballon Colleague will take on an Inniscarra side. They'll be determined to get back their title. Yes, yes, in the Scarra, been great county champions for a few years before, um, before Sarsfields beat them last year in the county final. Yes, I suppose what you have there in those two pairings, Darren, you have derby games. Uh, Valencolic and Inniscarra are both in what we call here in Cork, the mid-Cork division. They're on the outskirts of, of Cork City. Valencolic is on the western side as you head to Killarney, and Inniscarra is just up the road from them. So you'll have um, a derby game there, and likewise, the city rivals, St. Finbars and Douglas, um, they're no strangers to each other. They, for some reason, they've been coming up against each other for the last couple of years. And really, if I had to pick winners there, I'd find it very hard. And I suppose picking winners in these circumstances as well, Darren, it was a normal championship. You'd have, you'd have an indication as to how teams are going. But, you know, with, with players just back training um, in recent times, and we, we don't know, we don't know what, what way they're coming into it, even though players nowadays, you know, keep themselves in very good shape all the time. But we don't know what the cases with injuries either. But all I'd say about both of those pairings is that they're derby games, and in those situations, uh, the outcome can go, can go either way. 
And that's the thing with round one, as we've mentioned in other counties as well, is that we've no form guide, we've no, we know everyone's fit, but we don't know how match fit they are. And it'll be after round one before, I suppose, we can take a safe assumption in regards to who are the favourites or the, who are, are, are the outsiders. Yes, and I suppose, look, it's going to be the same for everybody. It's not it's not like as if, you know, one or two teams are coming into this uh, not match phase. It, it's going to be the same. And, you know, from the games I've seen already in GA, um, yeah, you see a lot of balls being kicked up in the air or a lot of slitters, you know, drifting out wide. Um, and you hear you hear Mitchell saying, you know, uh, he's not fit enough yet to go to such a read or whatever. So, look, you know, you've, you've all that to work with. But from, from talking to the girls here in Cork, um, you know, and talking to them three or four months ago, and they didn't expect to be playing any commodity this year. So I think, look, you know, um, it, it's it's great that we're all anticipating and excited. When the draws were made on the Cork Mobi Facebook page a few weeks ago, there was great interest in it. And let's let's hope now that that excitement rolls along, you know, for the, for the foreseeable future. We certainly hope so as well. We just talked about Sunday games there, but of course the championship actually gets underway on Saturday and three very, very intriguing encounters. Killy are up against Town. That's the game at 6 o'clock, but a lot of eyes will be on the two games at 2 o'clock. 2018 runners-up Corsi Rovers go up against Clock Dove and of course Milford, we remember the dominance they had at the start of the last decade. Do you think on an era old side they were going with confidence? Yes, and, and that's that's it, you know, teams growing, growing with confidence, and I suppose, as you mentioned, then you have on the other side, Milford, who were fantastic ambassadors for Cork and got to the, the All-Ireland Cup Finals, and, and, and victory indeed as well. Um, but, you know, the great thing about um, our sport is that it evolves, and um, teams that, you know, have done well at underage are coming up and um you know you look at you look at teams like Aero, you look at teams like Killer where you know there's not a lot of work going on. You look at teams like Corsi Rovers, very young team a couple of years ago got to the final and um, weren't successful. But that that gives that's what gives teams hope. And I suppose this year above all years, Darren, any any of those teams, any of those fourteen clubs and two divisions we think they have a good chance of getting to the latter end of the championship. Because it is, and I know a lot of counties say this, Trace, but even when you look at the records, I know Milford and Inescara won seven titles in a row between them, but there's different teams showing up in the final. We've Sarsfields as the defending champions. This is a very tough competition to come out of. It is, and I, I, I'd imagine that um, 16 clubs is probably one of the, well, 14 clubs in two divisions, so 16 teams. I'd imagine um, that this is probably one of the biggest, I, I, I'm not sure, but, but I'd imagine Cork is probably one of the bigger counties when it comes to club championship. And I suppose, look, the other side of that, Darren, is that the Cork county final is penciled in for the end of September. I, I see that other counties are playing their county finals probably a little bit earlier. So look from an inter county point of view, um I'm sure Paddy Murray would be hoping that he might be able to bring that county final um forward a little bit because of course once the club championship is over we're looking hopefully at the All Ireland Championship um kicking in. I want to come to you about that in just a couple of moments, Trace. Just a couple of quick questions from the club before we move on from that. We've got, of course, there's one game on Monday as well, we should give a mention to Barry Garvin taking on St. Catherine's. Yes, Barry Garvin and St. Catherine's. And I suppose when, when, when we hear, when we think about St. Catherine's, we think of one of their great players, um, Orla Cotter. 
um, and and all the cotton was broken a lot of hearts and sports at inter-county level as well an exceptional free taker and an exceptional all-round player but all they immigrated to New York um, uh, the end of last year uh, with her husband and now their plans were that they might come back you know this summer I suppose on a visit and maybe fit in some camogie as well that was the initial plan for Orla but of course as we know the world is so different now I'm not sure what Orla's plans are but um, if Orla isn't back and I don't think she is you know St. Catherine's will certainly um, you know she's, she's a big loss she's a big, lo- big loss to Cork and you know you can imagine then what a loss she would be to her club and that's the thing with that as well, Trace. Well, Cork have produced so many legends of the game over so many years. Orla Cotter has been one of those real leaders in the last couple of years, and her her loss is going to be really felt, both club and county. Yes, no, as I said, Darren, I don't know what her plans are now um, with, with the virus, or with the virus as well, you know, so rampant um, in America as well. Um, but I do know her original plans was to come back uh, this summer and, you know, she was hoping to play some Kamoki. She was also hoping to play some Kamoki when she went to New York. But, you look, that, that's changed, like the way everything else has changed. So I, I, I can't say for definite that she won't be back, but um, certainly that's, that's where she's gone at the moment anyway. And she has been, and she's all a lovely girl, very unassuming, and uh, yes, you know, has been one of those true leaders for her club and her county. Now, Trace, my next question might sound absurd based on what we, we've been talking with no form guide to go on or are not too sure where anyone is, but I'm going to put the gun to your head, decline if you wish. If I was to ask you who's going to win the Cork Senior Komogi Championship this year, what answer would you give me? Oh, I, I would honestly say, Darren, and I said it's you know, previously there in our conversation, if this was a normal championship, I would be trying to, um, you know, I would certainly uh, try and pick a winner for you. But I honestly, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even try to attempt because I don't know even what players are available. Certain players may decide to stand back for personal reasons this year. You know, we won't know that until the, the championship kicks off. Um, look, but look, all I will say is that, look, Sarsfield would definitely... Um, go all out to prove that they weren't just a one-year wonder. You know, they want to come back and they want to retain it because after 30 years, um, you know, they they had great celebrations in Delmire last year, and uh, they know what it's like now to win a county. And they were a very good team, by the way. You know, they played really well in that county final last year to beat Inisgara. So look, I'd say look, that that Tarsfield will be hard to beat, but but they had a tough one against the Glen as well. You know, on Sunday. And like we look forward to seeing how all those games pan out. Trace, before we let you go, a couple of questions we talked with the Intercounty. We had Cahill Murray on here in the curtain raiser a couple of weeks ago after the draw was spent. He reckoned it was a good draw for Galway and Cork because they get to test each other in the opening round without a shadow without all eyes are on that opening round fixture. Yeah, that's 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 definitely is, is one that would jump out to Cork and, and Galway. But I suppose with the format of the championship, you know, you you'd fancy Cork and Galway to to go through either way, um, from that group to the knockout stages. Um but of course look, uh there's rivalry now between Cork and Galway. Galway um, of course, beating Cork last year and uh, deservedly beating Cork in the championship. So Cork would be anxious to, you know, to, to pick out that game, I'd say, and to, to lay down a marker. And likewise with Galway, you know, they'd want to prove that 
they now have the upper hand against Cork. So that certainly is one fixture um, that jumped out straight away. And look, isn't it a great situation to be in, Darren, that we are, you know, looking forward to these particular games where we can pick out straight away in the inter-county scene, you know, teams that who we get the better of each other. Um, I thought last year, I thought Galway brought an awful lot to the All-Ireland final. It was one of the best finals, I'd say, in the early 10 years, I think 2012 for me would probably have been the one previous to that, that that, that, that came up to those standards. And I just thought Galway brought so much uh, to the table last year. And um, they'll be, they'll be, listen, they'll be, Galway will be well there this year. Whether they top the group or whether they come second, um, you know, they, they, they certainly will have, will have a huge say again. Very, very talented team. And players, I might add, that, that um, we were delighted. Look, honestly, I was delighted to see players win all our lives of need pick any of those players you know who have done so much for the game and delighted for themselves as well too but like when you take Galway Cork we're not being dismissive of Offaly and Wexford who we know Wexford are always capable of pulling off results even if they're not the same as they were back in those great days as well as you mentioned Galway Cork Kenny you'd expect to see the three of them in an All-Ireland semi-final if you were picking one county out of the rest would Tipperary be the lead- leaders yeah. of the pack for the other spot yeah they should they should be Darren they should be. Um, temporary. Like when you look, when you look at the underage success that counties have had, and I mean, you straight away you 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 shoot over to Kilkenny, up to Galway, at Tipperary as well. And Tipperary have a lot of a lot of very good players. I suppose they had management change change midstream um, a couple of years ago, which probably didn't help their cause. But um, yeah, I think you. Yeah, I'd agree with you there that Tipperary have a very good chance of making it as well. And you know, when I think back up when Tipperary made the breakthrough, um, and the early noughties, they came from nowhere really. So, look, Tipperary team is not to be dismissed either. And, and just to pick up on your earlier point there, of course, you can't dismiss Opry or Wexford who are in the group one with Cork as well. But um, certainly uh, Cork and Galway would just be that, would be ahead of them. Andre's final question before I let you go as you mentioned about the quality of last year's All Ireland final, and of course, being a Galway man too, I enjoyed it. And I remember the Wexford Cork game in 2012, which was an epic show. The players were let express themselves. There was experimental rules in for the league this year. Unfortunately, that got cut shot. Um, your hopes that they'll become a more permanent fixture down the line, whether that happens this year or not? Without a doubt, Darren. Uh, the rules have to change. Uh, there's no question about that. Um, I suppose, look, as a former player and um, talking to current players, you know, we've been saying this for years. It's, it's not just this year, it's not just last year. Um, we've been saying this for years that the players um, are playing a different type of game now and it's not that you want them to be able to hit harder or anything like that. You just want them, they can take, they can take um, a bit more physicality and, you know, you want to allow the game to flow um, even if it is that bit more physical and certainly um, I think, look, referees now have to play their part as well and to be fair to them, um, most of them do in that they they make a decision to let the game flow. You can't be stop starting. None of us want to sit in a stand and watch a game that's been blown every you know thirty seconds for a free because somebody goes down. And look, you see you see the G as well. A player will go down and you know maybe an experienced player will try to play it for a foul. But you know referees are, are kind of uh, can see through that now as well. But what we want what we want to continue for Camogie and again uh, we got it last year's All Ireland and it was great coming out of Pro Park that everybody. 
was talking about the game, about the quality of the goals, uh, which you know had been absent for a few years previous to that as well, and not talking about the referee and not talking about the stop-start situation. That's the whole proof of the the games that we're getting is when we come out the doors that we're all smiling and we're all talking about such a players. Well, I certainly look forward to more of that uh, uh, the same over the course of the year, both in the club championships and in inter-county. Trace O'Callaghan, thank you so many for joining us here in the Curtain Way, sir. And we look forward to see how things pan out in Cork over the next two months. Thanks, Darren. And finally, let's look at the fixtures for the weekend, starting with tonight, the Kildare Senior Camogie Championship at 7.45. It's Clane at home against St. Lawrence's. Moving to Saturday, the Cork Senior Camogie Championship. Corsi Rovers against Clock Dove. That's at 2 o'clock in Castle Road. Followed at 6 by Killy versus Newcastown. And at 2 o'clock in Coatesford, it's Milford versus Era Oak. Two games in the Waterford Senior Camogie Championship. Both of them thrown in at half six. Capel Quinn hosts Tremor. And Divinity Champions Goaltier take on De La Salle. Moving to Sunday and we're going to start with the Kilkenny Senior Camogie Championship. All four games thrown in at 11 o'clock. Dixborough against St. Lockton's List Downey in Palmerstown. Thomastown take on St. Martin's in Gwynnon. Wind Gap welcome Clara. While Young Islands bring Pilltown to Goran. Cork Senior Camogie Championship, three games on again in Castle Road at 2.30. It's St. Fembars versus Douglas. That's followed at half six by Glen Rovers against Sarsfields. And at five o'clock in Aero Oak, Ballincolly take on Inniscarra. Two games in the Kildare Senior Camogie Championship, 10.30 in the morning. It's Selbridge at home against Nace. And at 3.30, Johnstown Bridge make the trip to Minute. On to Monday, another game in the Cork Senior Camogie Championship, Ballygarvin against St. Catharines. That's at 4 o'clock in Castle Road. Two games that evening in the Wexford Senior Camogie Championship, St. Ibor Shelmillers host in Barrentown at 7.30. St. Martins also welcome Nate Anna at the same time. And then on Tuesday in the Galway Senior Camogie Championship, three games taking place. All-Ireland champion Sarsfields travels to Mullia at 7 o'clock. While two games at 7.30, it's Cairnmore at home against Attenry and St. Thomas's travel to take on Davids. So that's it for the Camogie edition of the Curtain Razor. Don't forget to check out this week's Fair Green Show, which features Dublin's Ashin Maher. Our team song On The Verge comes from Joseph McDade. And you can hear more from him on josephmcdade.com music. Due to the bank holiday weekend, we won't be back again till next Wednesday with the third half, where we look back at the weekend's action and the major talking points on the Camogie scene. We'd like to thank our guests again, Brian Dowling and Trace O'Callaghan. I'm Darren Kelly, and this was The Curtain Raiser. <laughs>